If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I wanted to welcome you all to the Live Better the Jason Beck Show. I'm your host, Jason Beck. And on the next few episodes, we're going to get into the tiny house movement. And I wanted to welcome you to part one. So when you think tiny house, y'all probably have seen them all around. You know, you probably have seen YouTube videos. You have probably seen articles on them. A house, a tiny house that you pull with a trailer, much different, similar to an RV, but a little bit a little bit different, you know, so it actually looks like a house. You know, a tiny homes could be one that you pull or one that you build on your property as well, too. And basically, the tiny house movement has been catching on to a lot of people. And, and kind of the reason why... Uh, a lot of people are shifting to the tiny homes is because they're just tired of the headaches and the upkeep that comes with a traditional house and not to say the lot of and expenses as well too you know your energy bills also as well can play a play a factor if you live in an HOA um, and you have your HOA fees so that also plays a huge you know in the decision making of switching to a tiny home and not to consider the traditional cost to come with a with a home too just to, i mean you have the cost of the home and a lot of the cost that i just uh, mentioned also too and then one a, a, a big thing about living in a time tiny home is about living a simple life you know basically you have less things you know because you're forced into that. No, I wouldn't say forced into that. I mean, if you're not used to living a simple life, then I would say you might want to gradually set yourself up for that. You know, start living a simple life. Get rid of stuff you don't need. So that way, when it comes time for you to actually move into a tiny home, You'll, you won't be like, why do I have all this stuff? And then I have to get rid of a bunch of stuff and choose what I want to keep or not to keep. You know, I, I see a lot of people in their life and they're just hoarding stuff, you know, collecting stuff that is so, so unnecessary. And it just keeps on piling up and up and up, you know. And it's just like, well, they definitely couldn't live in a tiny home. But I tell you what, if they, if you had to move hoarders into a tiny home, oh, they'd have to adjust real quickly. They'd have to get rid of almost all their stuff. You know, some of the let's let's take a look at some of the benefits of living in a tiny home. You use less energy. 
obviously. It's a smaller home. So when you, when you use less energy, it decreases your energy bills. You're thinking, that's fine and dandy, and that's great. And you're probably thinking, well, what's the catch, or what are the, the pitfalls that, that may go into living in a tiny home or trying to get into a tiny home? And some of those pitfalls are zoning laws and rules and regulations that you have to, building codes and all that that you have to, you know, get around also if you're building a, a tiny house on your property or want to find property to build a tiny home. Or if it's mobile, then you've got to find a tiny home community, maybe renting land or, you know, where you can put your, your tiny house. So you definitely want to check into your county's uh, regulations and stuff where you want to move to. And, and you may have to move it over to the next county if you're looking for something a little more flexibility, I want to buy land and put my t tiny home, regardless if you can move it, you know. So, you know, you definitely want to do your homework there also. Uh, financing and insurance can be a challenge. Now, there are some out there that do finance. A lot of bigger corporations that are starting to build tiny homes that are, you know, financing and have insurance available for tiny home living. And we talked about zoning and zoning property. You need to have property. You need to have something somewhere where you're going to put your tiny home all on. And plus when we talked about the zoning laws and regulations and, you know, and everything like that. So question is who is moving into these tiny homes that's probably what you're thinking you know like well maybe you've never thought about that or maybe this might plant a seed or something that you may or just provide information of who is actually moving into tiny homes who's the predominant ones that seem to be moving in well, you have young individuals, and kind of the, the thing about young individuals is, you know, if they're, they haven't moved out on their own yet, and they're wanting to buy a house or wanting to rent an apartment, you know, they might go the route of a tiny home. Because in a lot of different cities and a lot of different places, having a tiny house or building your own tiny home is going to be a lot less money versus having to go rent an apartment or, you know, get a traditional house. Also, couples with no kids could be a great option. And a lot that are, you know, they have no kids. Couples are actually, you know, prime candidate for wanting to move into a tiny house. They want to live a simpler life. They don't have any kids. They don't have to worry about that. Also, people that are about to enter retirement. So if you're, if you're thinking about, you know, retiring, you know, maybe, maybe you might want to just look at, you know, either building a tiny house on a property and downsizing, downsizing your expenses, how much stuff that you have, you know, um, 
Of course, if you're building on the property, you can always build like a storage facility and put your other stuff as well, too. You know, because one thing, when you retire, you got to take in the fact that you have a, a very strict budget. You know, you don't have that income that you would be getting normally from work. You're either going to live on Social Security or plus whatever you have in your 401k or if you have built any multiple streams of income, you know, that would be part of your income as well, too, if you have built in any. So those are the prime candidates. Let's review them once again. you got your young individuals, your couples with no kids, and people entering retirement. But let's take a look at who sparked the movement of the tiny house movement. It goes by Jay Schaefer. In 1999, he built the first tiny home on a trailer. So you can imagine that that piqued a lot of people's interest. Wow. It did for me. Piqued my interest. You know, and a lot of other people. I'm like, I'm going to buy a home, but I don't want to buy a traditional house. I'll just buy a tiny home. It's just me and my, my little fur baby. And from that, the interest, the movement actually started, the mainstream movement started in 2014. Also, in 2014, the show The Tiny House Nation also started as well, too. So you had the movement started, plus you have a show, and guess what? On YouTube, you have YouTubers that have their tiny house. Uh, channel as well too there's one that goes around um, with his wife and they travel and they go to different place people's um, tiny homes they film them and talk to them and stuff and they get to showcase their tiny home and show it off to you know to everybody on YouTube you know and social media and stuff you know so you know this is this is taking a huge leap from you know when the when the interest was there to a huge movement, you, you even have, there are places where you can live that are, or rent out or rent property from, you know, that are a tiny house community. So they are out there. It's just a matter of researching your area. You know, if you can find a place, tiny house community to put your tiny home or find the right area that has, you know, the matching zoning laws that will allow you to put a tiny home on the property. So, you know, um, definitely something to think about there. Um, you know, I know that's definitely something that I talked to one of my sisters about because all four of us, we, we own property that we got from our mother. And that was one of the, one of the things that one of me and my sisters talked about. We already have land. You know, why not use it, keep it in the family, and put a tiny house there if possible. Of course, we'd have to check the zoning laws 
I'd be all for it. Why would I go buy land when I, you know, own part of the land where I can put a put a tiny house on or a small little house, you know, with a couple rooms, you know, more energy efficient, you know, or instead of buying a mobile home, buying a, you know, a tiny house that I can put that you can put there permanently also too, you know, and cut down on expenses but have enough room in the tiny house to where, you know, you could have multiple people staying there if needed, you know, within the family and guests and stuff. So, you know, I'm definitely all for this, uh, the tiny house uh, movement myself. That's definitely one of my goals one day is getting a tiny house. So we will continue tomorrow with part two of the tiny house movement. We will take a look at kind of like the cost for a tiny house. There's the cost range from if you built a tiny home or versus you, you buy a prefabricated one. And we're going to talk about that as well, too. You know, and the cost of a, you know, buying a traditional house also as well, too. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I do ask, uh, you know, for all my listeners, you know, for any support on a monthly basis is appreciative. You know, uh, you do have the option where you can support on a monthly basis to help the, the Live Better, the Jason Beck Show. And, and by supporting the the, chant, the podcast on a monthly basis, you help me be able to grow the show be able to reach more people, be able to buy, get better equipment, to, and be able to spend more time making content and podcast shows for each and every one of you. So please share this with others as well, too. And I will catch you all later on the next show. You all have a wonderful day, wonderful night, morning, or wherever you're at. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.